You're listening to Redemption City Church. For more information, check us out at redemptioncitychurch.com. Obviously, the news went out on Friday night. We got a little bit of a heads up on Thursday night. But a news uh, article on Thursday, uh, Friday night on Nine News made it public that Noah's, this venue, has declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So, I want to make that plain. Noah's is bankrupt, not Redemption City Church. <laughs> right? Noah's is, Noah's is in trouble. We're doing great. You doing okay? Noah's is out of business. We are going to press on to take hold of that for which Christ has taken hold of us. You doing okay this morning? We've said time and time again that God has got us on a journey. I would always stand up here, talk about pilgrimage, talk about God's got us on a journey. And in my heart and in my mind and in my spirit, I was convinced of this. God has got us on a spiritual journey. And with the news on Friday night, we can now say God has got us on a spiritual and physical journey. But nothing really has changed. Are you doing okay? I love the story of how God led His people out of Egypt, through the wilderness, into the place that He had prepared for them, into the place that He had promised them. It was a journey. We're on a journey. It got tough for them at times, mostly because of their grumbling, disobedience, and lack of faith. This journey for us might get a little tough at times, but we need to stay obedient and faithful to what God is saying and doing. God led them. God is leading us. Psalm 73, you know how often I quote this. Psalm 73 verse 23. Yet I am always with you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me or lead me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and later receive me in glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth nothing I desire, no one besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. What an incredible text. Psalm 84. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Blessed is those whose strength is in you. Who set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, that's a place of uncertainty, of disappointment, of bitterness. But here's the thing. The Bible says they pass through that valley. We are not to make camp there. Whether that's a personal word for you this morning or for us corporately, we are not to make camp in this place of hurt, disappointment, bitterness. We are to go through. And in fact, when we do, they, that's speaking about us, they make it a place of springs. Even the autumn rains cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength until each appears before God in Zion. We have, clo- we have quoted and claimed and prayed those scriptures over and over and over again over the last couple of years. That God is leading us. That God has got us. That we are on a journey. And like I said, for us, for right now, with Noah's closing down, declaring chapter 11 bankruptcy, we don't know how long we can meet here. We know this. We've got a contract through October this year, and we've prepaid for February. 
So we showed up this morning, our keys worked and our alarm code worked. We haven't been notified officially. Listen, there's going to be a point in this journey where you are glad you've got an African pastor. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. Because when they cut the electricity, we're going to put a generator out there. We're going to... So we, we, we are unsure about where we're going to meet. We're unsure about what this journey looks like for us going forward. But I want to say this. God provided for Old Testament Israel. God provided in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Their clothes never wore out. Their shoes never wore out. They continued to multiply and have children in the wilderness. God fed them with manna and quail. God provided in that journey in the wilderness. Now, I want to tell you this, friends. The news, as I said, the news went out on Friday night. On Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, a pastor called me and said, can you meet me at my building at 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon? 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, and handed me the keys to his building. Handed me the keys to his building. You can meet here anytime, free of charge, as long as you want. God has provided. God has provided already. God has provided. And then at 10 p.m. last night, another pastor called me and said, I want to give you the keys to my building. Give you the keys to my building. Free of charge. Meet there as much as you want, anytime you want. I'll give you the schedule to when we're using it, and when we're not using it, it's yours. Yeah, another, I like it. Another eight pastors and we'll be 10 in 10. I like that. Right there. That's a man of faith right there. Eight more, Lord. Eight more. Eight more. So here we go. This guy doesn't even partner with us. Not even a guy that partners with NCMR. Just a guy that I've known over years. This guy, partner in church, just said, hey, later last night, another pastor texted us and said, hey, man, anything we can do, our building's available for you. So isn't that amazing? So we can look at this thing and go, wow, what's God doing? Where are we? We seem to be stuck with this thing. And yet amazingly, God is already providing. We haven't, truthfully, we haven't even made this public yet. People saw stuff on the news. And we will, this week, we'll send out some texts, some emails. We'll get our, our translocal team, our apostolic team around the world praying. We'll get friends around the world praying. We haven't even done that yet because for me, this is family and family comes first. And I wanted a moment to be able to sit and talk with you first. Then we'll get the word out publicly. You doing okay? God has already provided. God has already provided. So what is changing? These four walls. Maybe. We, we really don't know. Maybe they're changing. Maybe they're changing. Somebody this morning started a chant, buy it, buy it. I'm like, give it to us, give it to us. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to do questions and answers in a few minutes, and Sue said, you've got answers. I'm like, just like every Sunday, not really. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed. What is changing? These four walls, maybe. We don't know. Like I said, we've got a contract through October. And we don't even know that the bank doesn't come and say, well, you're there and you're meeting and keep going. We don't know. We really don't know what the future could hold. We, we literally, on between Thursday night, and, uh, Thursday night and Friday and then Saturday, I mean, this situation was changing hour by hour. We don't know what the next week could hold. But I want to say this, friends. I am so prophetically excited 
about what God could do and is doing in this season. It, is, it feels like book of Acts. It feels like book of Acts stuff where God is multiplying, God is spreading, God is challenging, God is changing, and we're along for the ride because we are on a journey. We're doing okay. We knew our contract was up in October, so we were already looking for other venues. And we're like, ah, oh, what about that? Ah, oh, what about that? Let me tell you now, nothing's off the table. We listed about 14 venues. Legacy Ridge High School, the Academy High School, Westminster Rec, Broomfield Rec, churches that we've got friendship and partnerships with. Maybe we go to Sunday evenings for a, for a season. I don't know. Nothing is off the table. Nothing is off the table for us. So what is changing? These four walls, maybe. What else is changing? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. When we got the word on Thursday night, we were still the same church. We always have been on Friday morning. As the news was coming in on Friday morning, we're the same church. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, same church. This morning, same church we've always been. And next Sunday and the week after and Monday and Tuesday and Thursday at 3 o'clock in the morning, we are going to be the same church God has called us to be. Nothing changes. Are you doing okay? Church was never meant to be about a building. The Greek word for church is ecclesia. It was never about a building. It's a people called together to achieve God's purposes. And that's what we're going to do. We're a people called together. We've always said that. God has called us together. God's got us on a journey. God's got us on mission. We're going to keep doing that. Nothing changes. Absolutely nothing changes. As I said, Noah's is out of business. We are pressing on. We are pressing on. We're not going to stop doing a single thing. We've got coming to family this Wednesday in our home with a whole lot of wonderful people that are deciding whether to make Redemption City Church home or not. We're carrying on. We're going to do coming to family. We're going to continue to do our connect groups. Nothing changes. We've got Mark coming in uh, at the end of the month. We're planning a whole lot of meetings around Mark being here. Nothing changes. We're still going to meet. We're still going to lean into the apostolic. We're still going to trust God for lost, hurt, broken people to come to salvation, even in this time. So far off the map right now. That, well, that is normal. And also, I think it's changing minute by minute, as I said. I spoke, to Tim, I spoke with Tim, and Tim said, I said to Tim, there's nothing about this in the pastor's manual, right? And so Tim just said, maybe you should write one. I'm like, thanks. With all, with all that spare time I've got, I'll just write a manual. Great, thanks a lot. But let me say this, friends. Let me say this. We've been called together for a purpose. To reach lost hurt broken people with the gospel, and we're going to continue to do that. We've been called together around the centrality of Christ and the glory of the gospel, and we're going to continue doing that in our connect groups, in boardrooms, over coffee tables, in classrooms, over dinner tables, wherever we gather, we're going to continue to remember the centrality of Christ and the glory of the gospel. We're going to continue to reach out and keep reaching out to our neighbors, those in our sphere of influence, to our neighborhoods, connect groups, and multi-sites, we meet March 1st. We meet down south. We've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. March 1st, the evening of March 1st. We'll get you the details. We are meeting down south. We're going to start to meet down there monthly to pray, worship, and seek God. What is God saying for us down south? When's the right time for us to multi-site? We're not pulling back on a single thing, friends. I hope you're getting that this morning. We're not pulling back. We're going to keep reaching out to the nations of the world through church planting. If a church plant comes up, we're planting. 
None of those things, reaching out to our neighbors, multi-siting or church planting, none of them has anything to do with us meeting in this building. Are you doing okay? We're going to continue to build relationally. We're going to keep meeting together for prayer and mutual encouragement, for meals, for coffees. The bank might be able to close this building down, but they can't close all our homes down. Right? We can't. There are churches around the world that have run on this model for hundreds of years. China, the underground church in China. They meet only exclusively in homes, secretively. We don't have to do that. Every single one of you can put a sign outside your house that says Redemption City Church meets here on Sundays. You might not want to, but anyway. I'll just get some of, the young, some of these young guns to sneak outside your house in the middle of the night and put a sign on. You get up in the morning, there's a whole lot of cars, people knocking on your door. You're still in your PJs. What are you doing here? We've come for church. Listen, we're going to keep, we, we don't know. Maybe. We're going to keep meeting you. We're going to keep meeting you. While our keys work and our alarm code works, we're going to keep meeting you. Until they tell us they can't. All the cops show up. I would prefer that one, actually. Wouldn't that be cool? Facebook Live. Cops running in here. <laughs> hands up. We like our hands up anyway. We're worshiping the Lord. What's your point? Just like church every Sunday. What are you talking about? That would look cool. Come on, man. I kind of half want to start praying for that, but I won't. I won't. I won't. Our connect groups are, st- are strong. We're still doing coming to family. Let me just say this. Our leadership team is strong. Can I just have the elders and their wives stand quickly? Stand and face this way. These are our elders. Let me tell you, when the word went out Thursday night, and, and uh, we got a little bit of a jump on the news because Caitlin, Marcus, wave at us, Caitlin. Caitlin works here. Caitlin works for Noah's part-time, and so she got word on Thursday night that she's out of a job. Can we just worked? Can we just pray for Caitlin as well? Because suddenly she's out of a job on Thursday. She works for us part-time. But, uh, so she gave us the heads up. We were asking for another year. And the guy that I deal with takes me the week before and said, let's talk next year, next week about an option for another year. So Caitlin called on Thursday night at about 9.30. I've got news. I was like, yes, we've got another year. Actually, we thought we had seven or eight months. Now we've got seven or eight hours. But that's okay. God's in charge, right? <laughs> but I want to tell you, the text started to go out. The text started to go out. And I want to tell you, these elders just rose to the occasion. Just like, what can we do? God's got this. Where are we going with this thing? Can I have the deacons stand as well, please? Deacons and their wives. Deacons and their wives. <laughs> Katie and Carter at the back there. Uh, Caleb and Lauren. Selena and Mario at the back there, Caitlin Marcus, Alistair and Valita, Jesse and Tashina, uh, Brad and Kendra, Matt and Available. Matt Matt and, no, look that way, bro, you're a good looking boy. (laughs) Matt, Matt and Single and Available. Okay, cool. TBD, to be decided, okay. Listen, same thing from our deacons. As the word went out, we were just getting these texts, praying. What can we do? How can we do this? 
anything we can do, anytime, just call on us. Can we give these guys a hand, please? Absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. God has led us to build relational depth at Redemption City Church. Blue called me last night from Greeley. Great to have my boys here from school this morning. Blue called me from Greeley last night. When I called them and told them, Blaze right away on the phone, just said, Dad, can I pray right now? Prayed for us right there. Blue called me from Greeley last night and just said, Dad, we've built this church relationally. It's not about a building. The church was never about a building. The church is about people connecting heart to heart. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So glad we did. Because if this came and we're like, oh, well, we better think about relationships, it would be too late. It is, it's as if God has been preparing us for this time. Because we've built heart to heart, we've built depth of relationship. Our mission statement on our website says this, we are a Christ-centered, gospel-saturated community on mission. And not one of those seven words has anything to do with a building. We are Christ-centered, we're going to continue to keep our eyes on Jesus, build our lives around Jesus, and build the life of the church around Jesus. Gospel-saturated. We're going to continue to allow the gospel to invade every area of our lives and demonstrate the glory of the gospel to people around us. And we are a community, a community, a family. The strongest picture, I'm convinced of this, the strongest picture, and there are many in the Scripture, the strongest picture is the church as a family because God has chosen to reveal Himself as our Father. Community on mission. On mission. We're going to continue to put our eyes on Jesus. We're going to continue to allow the grace of the gospel to invade our lives. Now listen, I, I want to tell you this honestly and sincerely, as honestly as I can. I am prophetically excited about what's going on right now. Now granted, I might be too dumb to really understand it, and that's why I'm excited. <laughs> but truthfully, I mean, this feels like Book of Acts stuff. This feels like something that God can just mess us up, mess up our little well-laid, nicely laid plans, just mess it up. And like we've said again and again and again, every time God shows up and messes up our plans, we get His plans, and His plans are always better than our plans, always better than our plans. Practically, as I said, Noah's is out of business. We are not. We are pressing on with every single thing God has called us to. We've got a contract through October. We've paid for February. This morning our keys still work, and if they work next week, we'll be back here next week. But I want to say this. Practically now we're talking about, right? If you did not get a text yesterday, if you didn't get a text yesterday to say, we know Noah's is closing, but we're meeting as usual this morning. If you didn't get that text, Please give your number this morning to either to Sandy or to Caitlin. Wave at us again, Caitlin. So everybody, there we go. Either to Caitlin Marcus or to Sandy. Make sure we've got your number. Because I'm telling you, this situation is so fluid hour by hour. We don't know what's happening. I asked the guys this morning because we were here last night. Uh, yesterday afternoon, 4 p.m. we were here. Everything worked. That's when we sent that text. But we could have got you this morning at 7 o'clock for setup and it's all changed. So this thing really could be hour by hour. So please make sure we've got your phone number so we can text you and let you know this is happening or not happening, or we're meeting here or not meeting there. Are you doing okay? Please get your name to Sandy or to Caitlin. We're still looking forward to Mark coming at the end of the month. We're still going to meet 
down south on the evening of March 1st to explore the option of, of uh, multi-siting down there. We're not pulling back. We're pressing on with what God has asked us to do. Please keep praying for us. Stay in faith, and let's see what the Lord can do. Acts 2.42 says this, They devoted themselves to apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. What a little roadmap for us in, in all of that time, right? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the Word. They devoted themselves to the Word. Let's be in the Word at this time, friends. Let's be in the Word. I'm fascinated by, by that little word in Scripture, Nehemiah, when they, they are rebuilding the city and bringing spiritual revival. And the word there, Nehemiah 8 verse 10, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Fascinated by that thing. Fascinated by that thing. Because I'm like, man, of all the things, of all the words God could have chosen there, He chose this little, little three-lettered word, joy. Joy. And you know what the truth is, friends? We're going to come out of this journey. We're going to come out of this. Whether it's in this building, another building, multiple buildings, we're going to come out of this journey. And you know what? We're going to look back on this time and we're going to laugh about it. We may as well start laughing now. We may as well start now, right? We may as well start now. This morning for the second meeting, I try to incite the worship team to start a song without Caleb while Caleb's leading the worship. I'm like, start the song, but don't tell Caleb. Come on, man. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's remember the joy of the Lord. The fellowship. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. Let's not stop meeting together. Let's not stop meeting together, whether it's here, or whether it's homes, coffee shops, whatever it is. Let's not stop meeting together. Relational, faithful, joyful fellowship is going to be important to us. The breaking of bread. Let's have meals together. Let's have meals together. Open your homes like never before. Have people in your homes for meals and coffees and whatever you can. Open homes, open hearts. And then to pray. That's not necessarily a corporate prayer meeting. It's a people that are committed to praying. It's a people that are committed to leaning on God so that we can see where God is taking us with this thing. You doing okay? Prophetically, we are excited. Prophetically, we're excited. We know God has got this. We know God... As much as I was surprised by that phone call on Thursday night because I thought Caitlin was calling me to tell me we've got another year, as much as I was surprised, I'm telling you, God was not surprised. God was not surprised. God has not been surprised by any of this thing. God is not surprised. You doing okay? God's got us. God's got this, and He will lead us to the place that He has in mind for us. He, the book of Hebrews says this, with faith and patience we inherit the promises. And it's always been a hard scripture for me because I've got faith. I've got faith for the whole world to get saved as long as it happens by lunchtime. The, pati the patience is the hard part. But let me tell you, with faith and patience, we're going to see the hand of the Lord move in this thing. You're doing okay. I just want to reiterate that thing that Sandy said. You know, we do everything in love. I I've always loved that picture of what happens when there's, a when there's a hurricane coming. And I don't know if actually people do it or if it's just Hollywood doing it. But you know, there's a hurricane coming or a big storm coming and the family gets in the bathtub together. You know, they go down into the basement, but the family's together. And I want to tell you, for me, it's such a great picture of, of how the church should be. When we face something, we pull together. We don't scatter, we pull together. We stand together, we're with each other. Open your homes, open your hearts, invite people that you've never thought of inviting before. Have a meal, have a coffee, reach out, 
Let's be the church over this time. I read a story a, a number of years ago about this guy in San Francisco, and obviously he, had, he, he felt something in God. It took six months to prepare his church, church of about 250 people, probably about the size that we are, and uh, took six months to prepare his church and said, okay, this is the last time we're meeting together. We're not going to meet together again for six months. I want you to go and do all those things that you tell me you don't have time to do. Have meals with your neighbors. Invite people. Spread yourself. Get involved in community. Do all of these things that you don't have time to do because of your church commitment. Go and do all of these things for six months. And on this date, we're meeting back together. 250 of them in that last meeting, 800 of them in the first meeting six months later. This is not something that God can't use. There's a lot of life and momentum Life of God in the life of this church right now. None of it's determined by building. We can see that life and that momentum around our dinner tables, in coffee shops, wherever we are. You doing all right this morning? Yeah. Encouraged? I want to tell you, I am. I'm, like I said, maybe I just don't know what's going on, but I am encouraged by this thing. I am stirred prophetically. God has already just opened His hand and blessed us. Already opened His hand. We, we are not Absolutely, I want you to hear that again and again and again. We're not discouraged. We're not dismayed. We're prophetically excited about what God can do us in us and through us at this time. Let's stand together. Father, we love you and we bless you. We're so overwhelmed and overawed by your goodness and your grace to us, Lord. We, we are absolutely delighted by how you lead us, how you guide us, and all the things that you have in store for us. Father, would you lead us through this time? Would you open doors that no man can close? Would you close doors that no man can open? Would you literally, Father, as we've prayed again and again, would you lead us and guide us by our right hands so that you truly, Father, would you would lead us to the place that you have for us? In Jesus' name, amen.